I confess, I often feel the urge to create an elaborate gay alter ego for myself <laughs> at my high school so that I can guilt my students into not using gay as a pejorative. This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please check out scarletine.com and come back to this podcast when you are of age. Thank you for downloading the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin, Texas-based monthly reading and performance series about sex, sensuality, and the steamy side of life. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear by James Dean Jaybird was recorded on February 10th, 2011. And a quick note of thanks to Ian Danskin for helping clean up the audio. He worked his magic on this audio that we unfortunately did not record at the best level, but we've got all the levels figured out so you can expect higher quality to come. So thank you for being patient with us. Here is James Dean Jaybird reading a story titled Sin City. This is based on a true story. Diamond and I sat in a back booth of the very empty, out-of-the-way bar, having drinks that we paid for. I was drinking a Coke, which cost almost as much as the all-you-can-eat buffet. (laughs) I worried aloud and repeatedly that we had made a bad choice. But Diamond seemed to think she knew better, seemed to think she knew how long it would take a superstar the likes of Cher to get off the stage, change and fix her makeup before she hit her favorite little after-performance bar. Diamond kept telling me to just relax. Finally, people started trickling in. None of them was Cher, but a couple of them did look vaguely familiar. Diamond had her souvenir program she bought before the show hidden next to her and was naming the people she could she could as they came in. Guitar player, backup singer, dancer. A very tall, skinny man who looked part Cuban, part Chinese to me, was the first of the gathering group to break away from the bar and head to the back of the room where we were. He sat at a table with his back to the others and stared at Diamond and me. He was nursing a short, boring brown cocktail. He had a big mouth and a wide, easy smile. Diamond whispered that I would never guess who he was, but she insisted I try. His initials were CJ, she hinted, and said I had commented on his performance during the show. I couldn't guess, and she wouldn't let me look at the souvenir program. So I sat quietly and smiled back at him. Diamond went back to get herself, Diamond went to get herself another drink, and I didn't see her again that night. No sooner had she reached the bar and disappeared into the cluster of shares people than the tall, skinny man got up from his table and walked over to the booth where I was sitting. Do you mind if I sit? I'd been sneaking glances at the program Diamond left behind in the booth. I pushed it to the floor. Um, he leaned toward me. I won't bite. I snickered. I'll take that as a yes. (laughs) He sat without invitation. 
What's your name? Randy? You're not sure about that? No, I am. I'm Randy. Randy Reardon. Randy. I'm CJ. CJ Sasha. But you can call me CJ. My foot toyed with the program under the table. What are you drinking, Randy? Just Coke. Oh, are you a Christian? <laughs> what? You don't drink alcohol? I do. Too much. I did last night. Too much. Overdid it a little, huh? Yeah, I overdid it. You know what's a good cure for a hangover? No. Sex. Um. Ooh, Randy. Your face just turned as red as your hair. I giggled nervously and looked around for Diamond. Or your pants. What? Your hair is orange and your pants are red. What are those, parachute pants? <laughs> yeah. He put a hand on my thigh. Ooh. Soft and slippery. Uh-huh. Do you mind? I don't think so. His face looked so familiar, but I still couldn't place it. You know what else is good for a hangover? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> he laughed. You're fast. Not as fast as you. He laughed again. Listen to me, Randy. I'm serious. Okay. Bitters. What? Bitters is good for a hangover. Or bitters are good for a hangover. Excuse me. <laughs> bitters and soda. What's bitters? Lord child, I don't know what it is. It's just bitters. That's all. It's a miracle cure. <laughs> well, I don't feel as bad as all that. Good, good. He pulled his hand away. Are you giving me the brush off, Randy Reardon? No, I don't think so. Good, good. He replaced his hand and let it slide between my legs a little. I've got some bitters up in my room, if you want some. Oh, okay. And some other stuff, too, if you'd rather, like... Coke and weed. <laughs> I tipped my near empty glass toward him. I've got a Coke. <laughs> you are nice. What? Have you never done cocaine before? Oh, no, I, I just. Uh, he waved me aside. <laughs> Would you like to? Yeah, I think so. Where's your girlfriend? Does she have to come too? She's not my girlfriend. Well, she's something. She's just a friend. A friend of a friend. All right. You need to find her and tell her you have to run a little errand. I looked around and saw a lot of bobbing, laughing heads, none of them belonging to Diamond. No, it's okay. Uh, we don't have to do everything together. Good, good. <laughs> CJ scooted out of the booth and I followed suit. I paused for a moment thinking about Diamond's $15 program, but CJ called after me, so I obediently followed him. 
out of the bar, across the carpeted area, around a bank of elevators with gold doors that reflected us. CJ was a foot and a half taller than me and looked even more familiar in the wavy surface of the metal, his face, those eyes, that smile. We rode to the penthouse floor in silence. The elevator opened onto a sitting area with fancy couches and marble coffee tables, which were just part of the elevator waiting area. CJ took a ride. This way. I followed, awestruck. Is this Cher's floor? Yeah, we're all on this floor. Wow. He stopped. This is it. CJ put a credit card into a slot over the fancy doorknob. A green light ignited and there was a click. He pushed the door open and entered. The room was all white, white carpet, white furniture, a wall of sheer white curtains on the rounded far wall of floor to ceiling windows. The centerpiece of the room was a big round bed with a mosquito net draping down over it from the very high ceiling. As we walked in, CJ directed me toward the bed. He turned into the bathroom, white marble floors and sinks, a big oval bathtub, and disappeared in shadows. I sat on the edge of the bed and saw around the corner from the bathroom a couch, chairs, a TV, and stereo system, all white. In each corner of the room at the ceiling were small white speakers. There must have been a dozen speakers in the room. I considered briefly whether I should be sitting on the bed or in the living room area, but as if he was reading my mind, CJ appeared at that moment wearing white silk pajamas and a floor-length see-through white house coat. Perfect. <laughs> he carried a small carved wooden box. He sat next to me on the bed, opened the box, to reveal a small mirror with a line of white powder and a rolled up bill, bill inside. It was pretty obvious what I was supposed to do. I snorted the line and held my breath as long as I could. <laughs> CJ jumped up and disappeared again only to return smelling of women's perfume and holding a pink and white spray can. Close your eyes. What is it? It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I closed my eyes and he spritzed my face. It was cool and tingly and had no smell. I fell back on the bed laughing. CJ laughed too and ran across the room to the stereo, hit a couple of knobs and a woman's thin voice in the middle of a jangly guitar riff filled the room. I'm coming out. I'm coming. I'm coming out. It was Diana Ross singing the same song she had sung in Cher's show earlier that night. I love her. Oh, me too. I'm coming out. A brass section added itself to the mix as CJ danced around the room in the brief instrumental introduction. The drums kicked in and CJ grabbed me by the hands, pulled me to my feet and incited me to sing and dance along. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Got to let it show. CJ tossed me expertly onto the bed and continued singing, dancing, and waving his arms around exactly like Diana Ross had. As I lay there propped up on my elbows, high on cocaine, singing giddily along, I decided that CJ must be Diana Ross's choreographer. <laughs> There's a new me coming out, and I just have to live, and I just want to give. I'm completely positive. I was wrong. There was more to it than that. He stood over me, my red parachuted knees disappeared into the white silkiness of his pajamas. They glowed from within like a stain. 
I think this time around, I am gonna do it like you never knew it. Ooh, I'll make it through. In a way, CJ became Diana Ross right before my eyes. Maybe it was because of the cocaine or the mystery mix in the pink and white can, but the resemblance was uncanny. Diana pushed me into the middle of the round bed and crawled halfway up me, flung my arms up and tossed my legs out, never stopping the performance. The time has come for me to break out of my shell, and I have to shout that I am coming out. She pulled my shirt over my head and tossed it into the middle of the room. Then she was back at the foot of the bed, taking off my shoes and, and rhythm, tossing them away, and then my socks, one at a time, into the white abyss. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Got to let it show. I'm coming. Next, she unsnapped my pants and slid the zipper down, 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 down. I've got to show the world all that I want to be and all my abilities. There's so much more to me. She winked at me and slid my pants off. Somehow I'll have to make them just understand. I got it well in hand, and ooh, how I planned. The song continued, but I don't remember it. I don't remember much after my further looms came off, and I was lying there pink and erect, oozing like a stamen ready for pollination. Diana was a gigantic hummingbird fluttering over me, her wings moving so fast they couldn't be seen. She flew in close, touched her beak to me, sucked my nectar. I closed my eyes and tried not to think about what was happening, not because I wasn't enjoying it, but rather because I didn't want it to end too unexpectedly quickly. I tried not to think about Rich White, my only other sexual experience in life, and instead my thoughts landed on his sister Diamond, downstairs at the bar, probably hanging out with Cher by now. I'm spreading love, there is no need to fear, and I just feel so good every time I hear I'm coming out. Diana Ross danced blithely out of her pajama bottoms as a bluesy trombone solo ensued. Her pajama top hung down over her thighs, covering the secret. She climbed on top of me like a limber, strong little girl, her knobby brown knees hugging her sides, knobby knees she unceremoniously kept trying to cover with her sheer housecoat, her ass cheeks on my hip bones. She stuck out her long red tongue and licked across her palm, then wiped it beneath the white silk. Suddenly I was inside of her. My pecker was inside Diana Ross's cooter. There was rhythmic motion, gushy, soft, and delightful. I was fucking Diana Ross! I had never experienced anything like it. I opened my eyes to observe my proud work. She was sliding up and down on me, hands on my stomach, head tossed back. A somewhat erect penis flopped out of the front of the pajama top, caught between two buttonholes. The sounds coming out of the open mouth sounded more now like a, not like a woman singing, but more like a man moaning. My brain was swirling. I reached for the bouncing penis, but my arms were pinned to the bed. I tried to call out, but couldn't remember his name. I'm coming! Yes, baby! CJ pumped faster and milked me into his lower intestines, grabbing his penis at the same time and yanking until his whiteness drizzled out into my stomach and pulled in my belly button. He collapsed on top of me, murmuring, baby, 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 a half dozen times more, until my penis shriveled up and squirted out of him. <laughs> CJ nestled in and fell asleep before I realized what was happening. I tried to wake him, tried to slide out from under him, but he was heavier than he looked. 
I was trapped. I lay under the drag queen wide awake and watched the wall of curtains start glowing a familiar Las Vegas pink. Finally, CJ rolled over in his sleep and released me. There were wrinkles and button marks on my torso, as well as a gray stain on the front of his pajamas. I poked around the room for all of my belongings, found one shoe in the oval bathtub, dressed and slipped out of the penthouse suite, feeling almost as bad I had 24 hours earlier. Across the street and down the block, I tiptoed into my hotel room, slipped quietly into the bathroom, closed and locked the door, and showered, feeling simultaneously elated and chagrined. I snuck out of the bathroom in a towel and crept across the tan shag carpet to my suitcase in the far corner that I had never unpacked. When I stood up with underwear in hand, I noticed that the bed was made and Diamond wasn't in it. The clock on the nightstand said 6.25. I slipped my underwear on and got in bed. <laughs> James Dean Jaybird is a writer and performer heavily involved in the Austin improv scene. He also go-go dances, percusses, and strips in the improvised disco band Gretchen's Disco Plaque. Bedpost Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina of the I Want Your Sex podcast, Sadie Smythe of the popular blog sadiesopenmarriage.com, Julie Gillis of juliegillis.com, and Rosie Q. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at bedpostconfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess, my superhero name is Baron von Backdoor! <laughs> my power is talking women into anal sex. <laughs> I lost my virginity at the age of 21 in the cadet dorms at Texas A&M. I was not a cadet. I confess that once, when I went on vacation, I forgot my vibrator. I ended up in a pinch. Found out that an electric toothbrush works great. No more embarrassing moments at security!